Welcome to the intersection of technology, cybersecurity, and society. Welcome to ITSB Magazine. You're listening to a new The Hacker Factory podcast with hacker maker Philip Wiley. You're about to discover what the role of a professional hacker entails, the different specializations it holds, and what it takes to learn and become one. Enjoy the conversation as Philip and guests unveil the secrets of professional hacking a mysterious, intriguing, and often misunderstood occupation. Knowledge is power, now more than ever. BugCrowd's award-winning platform combines actionable contextual intelligence with the skill and experience of the world's most elite hackers to help leading organizations identify and fix vulnerabilities, protect customers, and make the digitally connected world a safer place. Learn more at bugcrowd.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Hacker Factory Podcast. I'm your host, Philip Wiley. In each episode, I have a unique guest sharing their story of how they got started in offensive cybersecurity, bug hunting, security research. And today I've got someone with a really good story, unique story. We met through InfoSec Twitter. Uh, I know each other from LinkedIn. And it's always cool to get to talk to my LinkedIn and Twitter friends in person. So uh, I have the honor of interviewing uh, Gabrielle today. And so she's going to share her story with you. So thanks and welcome to the show, Gabrielle. Thanks. Thank you for having me. So yeah, it's good to, good to have you and good to finally, you know, we've seen each other's tweets, but to actually get the, <laughs> our audience won't see the video, but it's, you know, it's, it, we, I do use video cameras because it makes it more realistic because if you say something funny or I say something funny, it has a better reaction. It looks more, you know, seems more real. So uh, why don't you share with our listeners a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. So uh, my name is Gabrielle and I'm a, a pen tester and uh, also a blogger. And so uh, in uh, high school, I, I studied uh, art and literature to become an actress. But uh, at home, I, I love to program websites about uh, theater. And at that time, I did not dare to go in computer science uh, because my parents and my school teachers saw me in this uh, literature field. So that's why I became an actress. And on the side, I was a hotel receptionist. But uh, my passion about programming uh, became bigger. And so uh, on a working holiday visa in Canada um, 12 years ago, I had the opportunity to work in IT. And so uh, when I came back in France, I decided to uh, uh, go back to studies and pass, pass a bachelor degree in computer science. And so after this, I was uh, working in a big company as a, as a developer, but I found myself questioning the security of the apps I delivered. So I began to do my research and to, to find a training to become a pen, testing, a pen tester, sorry. But uh, unfortunately, there was like no training that fitted my profile because um, they either were too expensive or um, they did not cover the background or so. So I decided to make my own program. And uh, that's how I got hired as a pen tester because I, I documented all my program in a blog. And uh, now I have been working as a pen tester uh, in Canada for around three years. 
Oh, that's good. That's a really good story. And, and, and you see these stories time and time again from some people getting into the industry in non-traditional ways. And, you know, you, people that don't have experience and it just seems impossible. But a good example of how you were talking about your blog and how you documented all that in there and it helped you get a job. So I think, you know, nowadays it's interesting that content creation, whether it's writing blogs, doing YouTube videos, uh, is a good way to get a is to get a good way to get a job. And so that's kind of proof to show how you got your foot in the door. Yeah, definitely. It's like, uh, it's like a a way to broadcast what you do. Uh, I I can only recommend this because, um, you know, a lot of people, they like to do CTF, to do things like this. So they just have to document it on a blog or something. And it's, it's really like a real portfolio of, of who you are, of what you like to do. And, uh, uh, employers, they, they just love to see this, and it's a good way to to get uh, uh, employment opportunities. So, so what gave you the idea to to blog about it? Because I know a lot of times people that come from from like an artistic background, you know, whether actor, actress, or someone that you know creates art, they're used to creating portfolios. So, was that some of the inspiration for you? to kind of create this online portfolio or was it just something you saw in the industry and, and that gave you the idea to do that? I, you know, I was like, um, okay, I want to do this and I'm probably not the only one who wants to do this. So why not document it? And it could probably uh, help someone who wants to do the same thing. So that's why I decided to document it in a blog, you know, because um, if you, uh, I, I mean, we are not uh, uh, many, a lot different people are not a lot different from one another. So if you think about it, it's uh, m- most of the time some someone else wanted to do it. So I guess I, I just wanted to broadcast it so that, uh, you know, people have, uh, um, if they want to do the same thing, they have uh, someone who did it before and so they can uh, check if, if, if it fits them and if, if they enjoy it and they can you know, just do the same and, and get the inspiration from this. I hope. (laughs) (laughs) It's good. Inspiration is a good thing too, because it's just sometimes if you can prove, you can prove it can be done. Sometimes it helps others. And that's one of the reasons I like to give comparisons to sports. You know, when someone breaks a record, you know, the fastest running time or something like that, when someone breaks that barrier, then other people can see it can be done. So sometimes it just takes, others to, to show them, you know, how to do it. So, uh, from you writing your blog and, you know, it's helping a lot of other people. So did you realize that it was going to have that much of an impact? Um, I, I really wanted to, to, um, yeah, I was not sure of the impact to be honest, but I, I, I was sure that maybe if I could help one person, it was enough for me. So, I, I was happy that um, that I got uh, really positive feedbacks on on LinkedIn and on uh, and on social media. The people were uh, uh, reaching out to me for advice and everything. So I was very happy that uh, it was it had this impact. But uh, at at first, the 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 aim was really to if I can inspire one person and if someone can benefit from this, it's definitely very cool and it's. It's very enough. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's good. That's always good to be thinking of others. And as far as pen testing goes, what what type of pen testing do you do? Uh, So 
currently I mostly do web pen test, but uh, I also um, uh, I'm starting to uh, to accumulate the the knowledge and to train myself to to do other types of pen tests. Like for instance, uh, uh, I'm on a TCM Security Academy, which has a very uh, a cool uh, uh, training on how to um, to uh, it's uh, like a lot of different pen tests. There's a part of web pen tests, but there's also a part of Active Directory. And so I, I got really passionate about Active Directory these last few weeks. And so I'm getting to know better everything about it because uh, I really want to to get to upgrade this skill and to uh, probably, uh, uh, you know, uh, have the enough knowledge to uh, to be uh, to be able to also use this pen test type. That's very good. And what else is good about one of the things I like about, you know, knowing Active Directory is that also helps you if you want to do, you know, some red teaming type stuff, because a lot of times you have to be able to understand Active Directory and in, in some of the servers and host based targets to be able to do red teaming. So that's that's great that you're learning that. It's it's very, very cool. And and it's you know, there's a lot of other things I want to learn, like uh the i'm i'm also practicing on TriAcme on uh, a lot of different platforms and so i always try to find like <laughs> i have to make a list because otherwise i would go uh on each uh like it would not be very structured so i always make a list on what i want to do i have like this sort of planning of everything i want to learn and then i i take topic by topic and that's how i i get there and i can achieve my goals so yeah, yeah. It's very good. <laughs> and so you, so you're starting to to learn, or lo you're wanting to start learning cloud pen testing. Yeah, well, also, right? yeah, totally. <laughs> that's a good area, and that's one of the good areas where some of the when you get to like Azure or Azure, or however it's pronounced, uh, you know, learning Active Directory can help you in that. Although it's a little bit different in Azure, but that's good. Good skills there to be able to apply towards cloud because you know you have some hybrid hybrid in, uh, environments and on-prem environments. So be able to know the Active Directory could be helpful in that area too. Oh, that's good to know. <laughs> <laughs> so that's really, really cool that you're interested in other different areas because I know some people will, will specialize. And uh, when I first got started out, a company I worked for consulting, we just did, we did like network pen tests and also application pen tests. But the company was getting ready to, they were going to have to cut people from our team. So we got moved over to a group that only did application pen testing. And I've been doing, you know, network pen testing for about a year and eight months or something along those lines. And I enjoyed getting to do all of it, but I got doing, you know, web app and, you know, executable applications, the thick client apps and some mobile stuff, but I missed getting to do some of the network stuff. So I ch changed jobs to to one where I could do everything. So it's kind of kind of good to get to do different things. And some people after a while will specialize, and then some people like to 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 do different things. Do you ever think that you'll want to specialize, or do you think you'll continue to want to have a variety of types of targets to test? Uh, I like the um, I like the multidisciplinarity in pen test. So I, I don't like, I will probably specialize myself because I've always dreamed to be an expert in something. And so <laughs> that's, that's a one way to do it, like to find the topic you like. And uh, so, but I'm interested in a lot of things. So I have to 
truth. I'm uh, thinking like, uh, as you mentioned, cloud pen test, but also there's, uh, uh, I'm starting to, to learn a little, I'm, I'm not, uh, very knowledgeable about this right now, but I'm starting to learn a little about cryptocurrencies and how to uh, pen test uh, NFTs and things like that. So that's also another topic that I'd like to, uh, you know, know more about. So uh, in terms of exp um, getting an expert in something, like uh, I, I, I like a lot of different things. I'm starting to, uh, I, I, I feel like I have a solid knowledge in uh, web app pen test, so I'm very happy about it. And also what I uh, recently, so I, I, I have this uh, talk about web pen test that I often do. And recently I, I, I made a, a workshop for a mobile uh, app pen test and it's another topic that uh, I also find it very in interesting because there's this whole uh, static analysis part which is uh, another another uh, thing that you know because most of the time well when I was working uh, in my previous company we were doing a uh, pen test but we did not have the source code of the web app so we had to uh, we did not it was not uh, completely white box so we it was gray box so we had to uh, to test our things and everything but uh, uh, with a mobile app you you have the source code and you can uh, check uh, and so you have this whole static analysis part that is in interesting and also there are it's it's like web pen test but it's it has something a little more that that is, is interesting and that I really like so so yeah, I I have no a specific topic right now to in mind, but uh, uh, I I like to keep my options open. Uh, in French, we say uh, I think you say it also in English. Don't put your eggs in the same basket. Yes. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so I try to uh, have different options. I always have to. I always like to have a, a B plan and and have different options. <laughs> That's good. That's great. I can't wait to see some blog posts you do you do on the NFT pen testing. That will be interesting. That's some of that stuff has been kind of interesting to me. Uh, I saw a while back, actually, uh, you know, kind of before we started, as mentioned, cloud resources, Bo Bullock from Black Hills Information Security Group did a webinar on blockchain pen testing a while back. And that was kind of interesting. So, you know, doing a lot of these other things for so long, that kind of me got me interested. I started looking at this blog. I may start kind of experimenting with that myself because it's just kind of, you know, it seems really interesting. And you just kind of see how those technologies, even outside of cryptocurrency where that could be used, that that technology is probably only going to grow and be used more widely and to be able to understand it and how to assess it should be a pretty good skill to have. Yeah, and I think uh, people are going to use it probably more and more. So it's also part of the of the thing I like in cybersecurity. It's to protect people, and so uh, it's definitely important to 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 be able to test everything to be sure that people are safe. You know, I feel it's like very like I'm doing I'm doing this because I want to to be sure that we are all protected. <laughs> That's good. That's good. I mean, a, a lot of people get into it, you know, either because they're interested or to make money. So that's, that's great that you're wanting to help protect others. And, and, you know, I see people from in the field from time to time, like, but that's good, you know, because some people want to be, you know, going to the military or law enforcement or 
you know, be first respondents, responders to, to help people. And, you know, this is another way, you know, the, you know, protecting people on the cyber front is a, is a good cause because I mean, just more and more things are going to being online on the cloud accessible through web applications and stuff. So it definitely needs to be protected and the, the more people we have, the better. And so you had just kind of, you had kind of an interesting one to share with our, our listeners. You did a pretty cool campaign a while back with these t-shirts and uh, that you did through like LinkedIn and Twitter. And I was fortunate enough to win one of these t-shirt, really cool t-shirts. You want to share about that campaign you did and kind of your mission behind that? Yeah. So I had a great opportunity to initiate and, and create this concept for NERSEC, which is a cybersecurity conference in Montreal. And so the contest aimed to uh, break down stereotypes through images and make the diversity of profiles in uh, uh, of cyber professionals uh, visible. And also, which was very important for me, uh, dissociate the word hacker from cyber criminal. And uh, we really had a, a great success. Uh, we had uh, uh, tweets and LinkedIn. Uh, we had more than 200,000 views. Uh, we reached uh, 16 countries and we received hundreds of photos. And, uh, and yeah, it was really amazing. And, and to have uh, people like you uh, uh, taking pictures of themselves with a t-shirt was also like amazing to, to see great influencers uh, having the t-shirt and so this is very cool i was very happy of the impact it had yeah it was a lot of fun to see the different pictures and everyone you know because you know part of the i remember the contest the people would take a selfie and with the do i look like a hacker or whatever uh hashtag that was really kind of cool it's interesting to see those initiatives and there was quite a few people that were involved in it so that was kind of that was really neat yeah, it was like so many countries. I was amazed, but like to have this rich, it was really amazing. <laughs> so, so yeah, the, a lot of the reason people watch or, or tune into this this show is to learn how to get into pen testing. So, uh, would you would you share your advice on on someone that's wanting to learn to get into pen testing? Sure. So, firstly, I would say. Uh, Practice with a big project uh, like uh, vulnerable apps, and uh, you know, follow the full pen test process. Like, choose a vulnerable app. There are a lot of vulnerable apps that are available online uh, with uh, uh, a lot within uh, OWASP projects, for instance. And you, what I would recommend is to take this app and follow the pen test process, uh, uh, um, reconnaissance and attack phase, and then reporting because I it's. Uh, really important to be able to uh, report. Also, um, you can use uh, TriAcme, uh, TCM Security, or uh, Hack the Box starting point to learn and practice. And um, question professionals from the industry on LinkedIn about their career or ask them for tips. Um, read Philip's book, The Pentester Blueprint, because um, when I started, I, I really did not have a clear path on how to achieve my goal. And so uh, content like this is very important. Um, attend conferences online or on site to learn more about cybersecurity in general, because it's a very, very vast domain. And always highlight 
uh, your previous professional experiences that are transferable to the cybersecurity field. You know, we have a lot of different experience. It doesn't have to be a professional experience. You know, we, we did a lot of different things and we get a lot of skills and experience from this, uh, from these elements. And it, it's uh, completely possible to find those skills that were uh, done uh, to, and to apply them to cybersecurity. Uh, and also, it's important to say, uh, do not lose hope because uh, you will get rejections from employers. Uh, I had a lot of rejections, <laughs> like, uh, but uh, someone took a chance on me uh, because of my blog. And then that's how I, I got my, my foot in the door and that's how I was able to, to start working as a pen tester. Um, never stop learning. Uh, always uh, find something you are passionate about to learn. Uh, follow influencers on social media because they always have great tips and resources to share. And, uh, oh, yes, and also very, very important, I have a, a literature background. Uh, so the hacker mindset did not come naturally at first, but I have always been curious, so it grew in me. So don't be, it, don't be discouraged if you don't have it as well. You're going to get it and, and you're going it, to, it's, it's something you can learn. Um, don't be afraid also to change your career uh, to something completely different from what you were doing. Um, yeah, and I guess that's that's it. <laughs> that's that, that's great advice too. And I like that uh, you're you're talking about other skills from other areas that are transferable, and that's 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 good to keep in mind. Good advice for people. Uh, usually, each episode I ask people whether what they what their view of certification. So. Uh, what are your view of certifications? What's been your experience? So I don't think uh, certifications are mandatory uh, because there are, you know, many CTF and bug bounty platforms uh, that can attest of your knowledge, like if you uh, put your uh, skills on this. But I do understand the struggle for newcomers because uh, employers ask for those on job postings. So what I would recommend in this case is um, uh, probably uh, INE certifications or TC TCM Security Academy certification because both of them are based on real testing context, you know, so you have uh, one week of lab and, and so it's not uh, 48 hours or, or a very short time like uh, uh, CTF oriented, it's re really based for a real context. And I think this is uh, really appropriate uh, and uh, more adapted to, to a pen test uh, employment. Yeah, thanks for, for sharing that. I know, you know, there's different views on that. Some people are really, uh, you know, they got their start because of certifications and they feel like they have to have them. But, you know, I, the way I really want to see the field myself is because, you know, there's a lot of some of the best pen testers I know have no certifications that I know good pen testers that have certifications. So it's kind of good for people to know that you don't have to do things one way, that you don't have mm -hmm. to have the certifications. You know, Because if you can get the interview and prove that you can do a pen test or you can describe some of the things you did, like on the Hack the Box or Try Hack Me mm -hmm. or some different vulnerable apps, that you're able to describe that, that's going to be better. Because even if you have the certification and if you forget what you learned then when you get an interview, it's not going to help you. <laughs> yeah, I completely agree. And you know, my first job, I had no certifications and I, I, I was okay. <laughs> Everything happened. 
Yeah, that's actually, <laughs> and it's actually funny, but it was a different time. When I got started back in 2012, the only security certification I had was the CISSP, and that didn't help me get my job. So I kind of got a certification within, after I've been in, in pen testing, probably a little after a year, but yeah. So it's good. To, and another question, another thing people always ask too is, do I have to know how to code to be a pen tester? I know you had a computer science background, so the coding things probably helped you. So what what are your opinions on that? I think it helps, but I don't want people to be stressed out if they don't know how to code because I I know that you can learn it on the way during your experience. Like you don't have to be uh, you don't have to write uh, your own exploit right away. <laughs> you can you can learn it on the way. Uh, and for most of the vulnerabilities, you already have all written exploits. And as long as you can understand a, a little when you read code, it's more than enough. Uh, and you can learn everything on the go. So uh, I think it helps, but uh, you can, you know, learn when you practice. Yeah, it's, it's kind of amazing sometimes to ask the different, ask different people about that. And the one person that surprised me that she doesn't code is Alyssa Knight. And, you know, I'm sure you're familiar <laughs> to Alyssa Knight, yeah. one of the, in my opinion, one of the, one of the world's best hackers and pen testers. And when I asked her about that and she told me that she doesn't code or doesn't know how to code, that really surprised me. So it's just back to the whole thing. You know, it's not one way to, there's not only just one way to do it. There's multiple ways to do it. And that's something to give everyone hope. If you want to do this, you yeah, don't have to necessarily, thing. yeah, you don't have to know how to code. You don't have to have certifications or you don't have to have a degree. These things can help you and different things help people differently. So so and she, she, uh, Isana, she made this amazing white paper about uh, API pen test, and like it, it was so helpful. So if, if she listens to this, thank you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she was amazing. Oh, cool. She does some really good good stuff too. She's got like an API conference, API Secure, that's coming out in April too. So oh, nice. So that will be really cool. I'm looking forward to that. So yeah, it's pretty interesting to see the different people know how to code, and then you see some people that. Uh, write their own tools and stuff, you know, and so it's pretty interesting. I think a lot of the tools that we have now have made it possible to pen test without tools. You know, if you're going to brute force a login on a web page, yeah, you have something. <laughs> yeah, you can do use Burp Suite. You know, one time people had to either write their own scripts to do it or use something like Hydra from the command line. And it just seems, you know, then you, you've got Metasploit. So Metasploit's been around since before I got into pen testing. But, you know, at one time people didn't have exploit frameworks and they'd have to find exploits or, you know, write their own. So it's just amazing how things have made it easier to get started. And then as you progress, you can learn to code. You can learn these more complex things, writing your own exploits and and that sort of thing. So it's a very interesting field for sure. So we're getting down towards the end of the show. Is there anything you'd like to share or any advice you'd like to give or shout outs to anyone? Um, well, I, uh, I don't have anything specific. Just um, uh, if you're interested in pen test, just go for it because it's, it's a, a, 
an amazing field. You have a lot of different uh, topics to learn about. And uh, I mean, it's, uh, <laughs> it, it changed my life, definitely. So I can only recommend it. Yeah, and that's, that's a really interesting path to go from an artistic background and acting to go to, you know, pen <laughs> testing and hacking, you know, that's the, you know, it's interesting that, that they include, include art, you know, and STEM it used to be, used to be STEM and then they started calling it STEM to include the arts, but it's just, that's just a, such a different area. But I guess one of the things I think it does help is someone that's creative. So I'm sure some of those talents that you had from acting, that creativity has probably helped you in your role. Yeah, exactly, and it's very important to have a um, the to know what you were doing before, and like it's exactly the 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 thing I was saying about transferable skills. Yeah, definitely, like uh, 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 acting and and theater and everything. Uh, it helped me for public speaking. It helped me for the creative part and everything. So yeah, uh, it's and and if you haven't done it yet, it'll help you with social engineering. <laughs> yeah, I, I did it. I had, you know what? I had a, a, um, a, a, some physical pen test and one was very amazing. I wrote a blog about it. It's called Codename 2300 because, uh, you know, I had to uh, uh, romance it a little because it's uh, it's confidential. And uh, we stayed in the building for uh, the whole night <laughs> with my <laughs> colleague and it was a lot of fun. So it's definitely, yes, uh, and acting was definitely helpful. I, I, I remember that uh, I, I had some sentences, you know, with the stress level and you, you're not yourself, you're someone else. And the fact that I had these uh, memories from my acting past was very helpful for me at this time. <laughs> I imagine that's helpful. And when you mentioned helping with public speaking, yeah, some of the best, some of the best speakers I know of have you know maybe not acted professionally or whatever but might have been in like local community theaters that's kind of like the former pastor from my church you know he was he had that acting skills you know and if you're a storyteller then you make it more interesting and makes for a better speaker yeah completely well thanks for for joining it's been great learning more about you and learning your story and thanks for sharing sharing your story and your information, the knowledge and stuff, I'm sure someone is going to get some, some good out of it and, you know, help someone start their career or motivate them to, to continue trying to get into the industry. Thank you so much for having me. I had a great time with you, Philippe. Thank you. Thanks everyone for joining and we'll see you on the next episode. BugCrowd's award-winning platform combines actionable contextual intelligence with the skill and experience of the world's most elite hackers to help leading organizations identify and fix vulnerabilities, protect customers, and make the digitally connected world a safer place. Learn more at bugcrowd.com. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Hacker Factory Podcast with Philip Wiley. If you learned something new and this podcast made you think, then share ITSBmagazine.com with your friends, family, and colleagues. If you represent a company and wish to associate your brand with our conversations, sponsor one or more of our podcast channels. We hope you will come back for more stories and follow us on our journey. 
You can always find us at the intersection of technology, cybersecurity, and society.